0: Get your library card now at tdmlibrary.thediversitymovement.com.
1: You can't stop me. Nothing's gonna
2: stand in my way. Nothing. Nothing. I'm gonna fly higher. You're listening to the High Octane Leadership Podcast with Donald Thompson. The world is shifting around you none of us were trained for this changing environment you need high octane leadership in an empathetic world before your business is swallowed alive this podcast focuses on actionable hands-on tools you can use to become a high octane leader today and grow strong leaders throughout your organization to survive tomorrow join me along with global c-suite leaders rising stars ambitious entrepreneurs and other leaders from across industries as we dissect, interrogate, and redefine high-octane leadership in an empathetic world. This podcast is your home for uncovering the tools, lessons, and strategies you need to push your leadership to the next level.
1: Hello listeners, this is Bob Batchelor. I'm the Director of Public Relations and Publications at the Diversity Movement. On today's episode of High Octane Leadership, Donald Thompson and I are going to discuss a very trendy topic, quiet quitting. You've read about it, you've heard about it, maybe you don't even know what it is, but we're gonna jump in today, get Don's thoughts on why quiet quitting has been misnamed and moreover, where it's leading us in the future. Jump right into high-octane leadership. As a very progressive person, Corporations have been quietly fucking over their employees for since corporations began and before that factories. So the power was always with the institution to exploit workers. So from one perspective, quiet quitting is a bad name for it. Correct. But it, wait, 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 it but, is indicative of something. No, I get it.
2: Just because people don't, aren't able to articulate something well doesn't mean there's no merit in their perspective. True. But a bad message is a bad message. And so what you do with a bad message is you create silos that don't allow your message to be meaningful. You have people that would be for you, but you use the word quit in it. What winner is going to be for you with quit in the name? Right. None. What leader is going to be for you with quit in the name? Zero. It's it's a it's a bad message. It's just like um, I was talking to somebody. This this is just as dumb as somebody saying defund the police. Scary, stupid, because if I have a problem, I'm calling (laughs)
1: 911.
2: I'm not defunding anything. What I want is bad police officers to be held accountable for killing black men. That's what I want. I don't want to defund the police. I don't want to hurt the good police officer that's giving back to their community, that's going into schools, that's trying to do everything right for them to get home at night and to keep my streets safe at night and to come to my door and my aid if I call. I don't want to do anything but pay that man or woman or person more money, more security, more everything. So defund the police is a scary, stupid marketing perspective because it doesn't say what you mean. Right. It creates a bucket to where people that want to be for you can't be for you. So the same thing with quiet quitting, right? If you talk to a winner and it has quit in it, a leader and it has quit in it, quiet, sneak through the night and quit. How can a leader support that? If what you're trying to describe is an equitable balance from compensation and effort in the workplace, say that. Work balance. Work balance. If you want to
1: have a conversation about work balance, say work balance. Then
2: say work balance. But quiet quitting is an author and a media property looking at SEO, how to rile people up, and they created a powerful phrase that means nothing to anybody on either side of the issue. It's just not helpful. But got a lot of clicks. We're talking about it now. They did their job. They got us stirred up over nonsense. And that's a lot of what the media manipulation machine does is it creates conversations that we actually forget what we're trying to talk about. If an employee feels like they are being overworked, if they feel like the company is not creating an environment where they feel belonging, if they feel like they're not being compensated fairly, the environment now where talent is scarce, you don't have to quiet quit. You can loud quit. (laughs) You can loudly <laughs> I'm into a loudly
1: problem. quitting, Don. Right? You, can, you can loudly <laughs> F quit. F you and F this place. <laughs> right. And, and keep it moving.
2: Let's take a quick break. As a black professional, I faced many challenges inherent to contemporary America. I had to fight to secure my place and fulfill my dreams. Underestimated, a CEO's unlikely path to success is my story. Whether you are a young person of color, a rising leader in your organization, or someone who may feel a little bit lost. There is a path forward that is built on grit, determination, perseverance, and drive. I've dedicated my career to developing my leadership skills and then coaching others towards success. In Underestimated, you can follow my unique path, uncovering business and life lessons that can help anyone realize their dreams. You can order Underestimated wherever books are sold, And find more information at DonaldThompson.com. Now, back to the show. So I think the narrative, similar, I'm I'm equating it to defund the police and different things, are narratives that happen in our environment today that are just to create chaos, but they're not to create any kind of solution. Because they so use okay, so
1: let's let's look at then the real issue, yeah. Because that's what I'm interested in, and that's what listeners are going to be interested in. Yep. Because you're a CEO, so we're in a in a space where you and I can talk. Most people never talk to a CEO. We know CEOs are, are up at night. At least the image we have, the stereotype, always on the job, always thinking, profits lost, blah 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 blah, blah all the things. See, so then. How do you talk to your fellow CEOs about the real, real importance of work-life balance? Because traditionally, CEOs would have been like, F that. Work-life balance, that doesn't exist. I work 100 hours because I'm just focused on shareholders, blah, blah, blah. But that doesn't work anymore. So how how would you talk to CEOs about the real idea of a work-life balance for your employees, even for yourself?
2: So here's the thing about the... CEOs, this mythical person, right, which is also highly untrue, right? Because if CEO is a husband, a wife, a partner, a CEO is black, white, Asian, Indian, a CEO has disabilities, a CEO is a person. So by making it about the label, we're dehumanizing someone. And when you dehumanize someone, even if it's someone with power, then it's even harder to talk to them. So let me give you a very specific example. So I was talking with a young professional. They had a challenge with their organization. Their answer was, I think I'm going to have to quit my job. It's like, okay. extreme. It's extreme. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to quit my job. My company did something that I just morally do not agree with. It's like, okay. I mean, it sounds like, okay. I said, what was it? Right? Murder right? somebody? Yeah, exactly. Right? Mug them. <laughs> well, they took an account that I didn't agree with and this, that, and the other. It's like, okay, so you have to quit. I was like, they were like, yeah, I think I'm going to have to quit. <laughs> I was like, all right, that seems aggressive. Have you talked to your manager about it? No. Have you talked to your CEO about your concerns? No. I said, well, maybe if you created a well-crafted email about your concerns with a couple of solutions that could work for you without you having to quit and at least see if there was openness to that dialogue, maybe there's another way. The young person was like, I hadn't thought about that. I said, maybe the CEO took a deal on the fringes. How many people work at your company? A hundred. Have you ever thought about a CEO being up at night because they have to meet a payroll every two weeks or every month? Are you going to forego your raise because the CEO didn't bring in enough revenue to pay you this new expanded financial obligation? based on what the market is? Huh. I never thought about it like that. So maybe your CEO is not evil because they took a piece of business that you didn't agree with. Maybe there are competing priorities that make any decision they make tough. Maybe the CEO had to decide between taking that piece of business and laying off two people because cash was slow that month. I don't know the answer to But you just saying, I have to quit because my CEO did something I don't agree with is not enough information for you to make a good decision for your future or to make a, a, a declaration about what's good or bad about your business. So I advised the young person, I said, why don't you take a minute and just write an email to your CEO, copy your manager so politically, you know, everything's good. Have your concern, have a couple of ideas about how to address your concern, and let's see what happens. If you're ignored, quit. If you get, you should take it. We don't talk to peons. You should probably quit. But you should try to at least see what they said. And what happened was, the CEO met with this employee personally. The CEO talked about the conundrum of running a business in the economic uncertainty. The care for their team, the paying of higher health care premiums, having an office that no one's in, that you're still paying thousands of dollars a month. And the employer's like, I just never thought about it like that. I still don't agree, but I understand the complexity of the decision. Mm-hmm. And then what they ended up with to just wind it down without addressing any confidences that I have is they found a way for the CEO and this employee and a group of other employees to partner with some nonprofit organizations that these young people agreed with so that there was balance and the company wasn't making a statement or a stance one way or the other. And that employee stayed with the company. That CEO said specifically to the employee, thank you for not just quitting and giving me an opportunity to have dialogue with you. So what happens when we are talking to folks that are the other, that are vilified, this disenfranchising of the employee. I get all of those things, but leaders are stereotyped also. And you should give the good leader the opportunity to rise to the occasion in that moment before you make a determination about how they will pursue something.
1: Thanks again for joining us on High Octane Leadership. To learn more about Don, hit him up on LinkedIn, and to learn more about his new book, Underestimated. Search it out wherever books are sold. That's all for this week, thanks a lot.